everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of Whiskey and Weird. Um, this is season three, episode five. It's actually my 29th episode, which is kind of fun. That means next one's going to be number 30. Maybe I should plan something amazing. I don't know what that would be. I mean, what's more amazing than this? I don't know. Um, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening, whether you're watching later um, on on here on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you watch. If you listen on your favorite podcast um, app, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you do. I um, hope to have a few people coming on with me tonight. Um, I was uh, scheduled to have a friend of mine on, but she had some stuff come up. And so we're going to reschedule that for later. And I thought... This could be a super cool time to just, you know, do another Anything Goes episode. There's always a lot of stuff brewing in my brain. Um, things I think about that don't always find their place into these episodes. But um, I think that they could be interesting topics of conversation if we get into it. Um, and I just kind of need to get it out sometimes. And what I find, I, I love to just do it here because... I can say it. I don't have to watch people's faces as I'm saying the things I say. And um, uh, yeah, because sometimes I'll be sharing a thought on something and people just just look at me like, yeah, like I, I, they have no idea. They can't relate in any way, shape or form. It's not as much fun. It's not as much fun when that happens. It's more fun when people can be like, I totally know what you mean. And we can chat about it. So um, that's what I'm doing here tonight. And for those of you who are um, newer listeners, newer viewers, you know, the reason, one of the reasons I started doing this was for the sake of showing up authentically and vulnerably um, just to talk about stuff that I think about, weird stuff that I know there's other people out there that they think about too. Um, and uh, yeah, and to invite people just to kind of embrace whatever you think makes you weird. We all have a lot of things that make us weird, right? I'm, I mean, I like weird stuff, the supernatural and the paranormal and, and, um, and all of that. But I mean, there's way more weird things about me too. Like, pretty sure that um, I'm on, I, I'm on the spectrum some, somehow, and that doesn't, that, and I don't say that's weird in a bad way, but I'm the kind of person that can be very literal sometimes, or, um, yeah, just say things just because they come into my brain, which isn't always the right thing to do, and, um, I have to, had to learn how to deal with that, but, um, but maybe it's okay, maybe people just need to say what comes to mind. So anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, again, this is season three, episode five, my 29th episode. I can't believe it. Um, uh, if you're here, if you're watching, please comment, say hi. Let me know what you uh, might be drinking tonight. As you know, I'm always drinking whiskey, but you can drink whatever you want. But um, as I've said before, those of you who are watching, I don't really know during the show who's showing up. So it, I love it. I love it if you just say, hi, I'm here, even if you're just chiming in, popping in for a minute or two. Um, but again, tonight, it's an Anything Goes episode. It's actually our, a volume two. I did a, another one of these kinds a little over a year ago. I think it was February of 2021. 
and um and yeah just an opportunity a little bit of a brain dump if you will if you're if you're hopping on you guys say hi let me know you're here let me know what you brought to drink even if it's water um we're gonna get started of course with a little uh whiskey tasting and then we're just gonna talk about whatever we want of course we're going to talk about whatever I want, really. But um, I would love to have your ideas and your questions. I love to have people ask me weird questions about how I feel about things and engage in a little dynamic conversation. So um, be ready to ask me anything you want. But you know what? Let's get started with whiskey. So um, I was really pleased, actually, when I went over to uh, the local whiskey store local whiskey store liquor store i mean let's be be real the only thing that matters in there is the whiskey but um and there was some new ones some new stuff going on and i actually um had a hard time deciding what i was going to drink tonight but i landed on this one right here that beautiful tree it's a double oak bourbon um from noble oak and it kind of spoke to me, this oak, and I'll get to that in a little bit later when I tell a little bit of a story that I have to share with you guys. Um, but the, the oak was kind of significant, kind of coincided a little bit, so I thought I'd try it. Now, this one is bourbon whiskey and it's fin finished with sherry oak staves. So this was um, double. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this for you because it's kind of cool. Most of a bourbon's character comes from the wood and with noble oak we elegantly marry two of the world's most coveted cask types. First, time-honored methods I use to rest noble oak in charred new American white oak barrels. Then, through our proprietary finishing process, we add complexity using Spanish sherry oak staves. This is the same wood used to craft the world's finest and rarest single malts. The result is a totally unique flavor that is elegantly balanced and bold. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited to um, give this one a try. Again, if you're if you're saying if you're if you're here, I can see there are people watching. Just say hi. Gosh, you're so afraid of. Just kidding. You don't really have to say hi. That's just. It's always just nice to know who's 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 taking a little visit here. Um, if I can get this bottle open, let's see. That's always one of the challenges, isn't it? But I'm excited to try a new a new whiskey. Oh, while we're on that subject, actually, um, if you chimed in last time, last week, or no, it wasn't last week. I skipped last week because I was in uh, Boonville, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, really. Um, uh, but I'll get to that in a minute too, a part of my story. But the last episode I tasted, and you may recall, I was tasting this whiskey and I was like, there's something really familiar. Like it had a taste to it. And I was like, this it's not whiskey. doesn't taste like whiskey. Um, didn't smell like whiskey. I mean, it smelled like something completely different. Finally, was having a sip with a friend and uh, he was like, this smells and tastes like tequila. And I was like, oh my God, that's totally it. Um, so it wasn't bad, but once you really kind of realized that, it was like, well, it's not really whiskey. It was, it was really odd. Um, and when I went back and did a little research for people's reviews, there was a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, this, this whiskey tastes like, like tequila. Um, so kind of an odd, odd experience with that. At the time I didn't dislike it. I just noticed that it was, um, 
uh, it was different. So just kind of saving that bottle for the sake of sharing it with people to say, hey, what does this taste like? Um, didn't consume that one in full. So anyway, I'm going to give this again. An, it's a double oak bourbon from Noble Oak. Okay, I'm going to give it a try. Um, just a little bit, just a little bit. Let me take a, a sniff out of the bottle first. Hmm. Doesn't have a huge nose on it out of the bottle. I can get a little of the sherry, the hint of the sherry. Um, so there's, there's that. Let's see if I get something different in the glass. Ooh, a little blurry. Yeah, really, really mild nose, nothing overwhelming. Hmm, I'm getting some like uh, fruit notes, particularly maybe like like dried fruit. Um, but pleasant. Let's have a taste. Hmm. Nice, there's a little bit of a burn on the tongue. A really quick finish. Mildly viscous, not too bad. Um, a little bit, yeah, I get definitely get a little bit of the dried fruit, maybe even a little bit of honey in there. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, pretty, pretty lovely. Hmm. there's a quick finish but there is a little a little bit of a burn um but it's really quick not a ton, ton oh now i'm getting a little warmth after after the second second sip i'm getting a little warmth down inside my chest so yeah not bad i i can appreciate this one let me know if you've ever tried it if you've tried this one um also, as you're hopping on, please do say hi. We're drinking, I am drinking uh, a double oak bourbon from Noble Oak. And um, yeah, kind of enjoying this. So, and if you're just hopping on again, thank you for being here. Um, thank you to everyone who um, will be viewing this later or listening in on your favorite podcast app. I'm really grateful for that. Um, if you are watching later, Please feel free to, you know, chime in and comment in the comment section, ask your questions, because I do go back and look at those. And if you had a question about something I said or something you wanted to share, um, we can still interact here on the post, um, well, forever. So um, please definitely do that. Uh, and as always, I'm always, you know, if you come across something that you think would be really great topic, I love to, to gather those ideas and um, and if it's something I'm not, I'm not really familiar with, gosh, then, then I get to learn something new, right? Um, so do that. If you're here, you see there's a few of you here, please say hi. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy if you actually say hi. Um, and I can't force you, right? You're sitting there in your own little space. 
doing what you want. I'm doing what I want. It's cool. So um, this is a, an Anything Goes episode, volume two. Um, yeah, I have. there's always a lot of things that come up in my brain or I'm thinking about. And um, as I mentioned at the very start of the episode, I was like, you know, I, sometimes I try to bring them up because I have to process. I'm an out loud processor, right? Raise your hand if you're an out loud processor. Um, give me a like or two if you're if you're that. Um, and and most of the time, I just do it because I I I need it for myself. Um, uh, but hey, Don, it's nice to see you. Um, that sounds lovely. Nice finished in maple. Very cool. Uh, what's the brand? Can you tell me the brand? I'll have to give it a try. Yeah. Been thinking about you and your family, by the way. Um, so, uh, anyway, I, I have to outline processes. So I'll tell things to people and I, I find too, that especially I'm thinking about something that's really complex or perplexing to me. I, I think I partly the, I go and process and I tell it multiple times, probably because I'm looking for, um, for someone who's going to engage with me about it. So until I find that first person, you know, I'll be like, okay, let me tell you my story. Let me tell you what I was thinking about. Right. So, um, I, I love this show because when I get on here, I can talk about it. I don't have to see the weird reactions people are giving me. You probably have them. I don't have to see them. It's cool. Um, but I do get people asking questions and it allows me to kind of process through things. And if you've watched the show before, you know that I, I do this. It's like you probably can see the gears moving inside my brain. Uh, so Dawn is drinking Iron Fish bourbon whiskey finished in maple. Sweet. That sounds pretty amazing, actually. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. I, you know, I have to I have to try and find some of these. I have to go over to Washington sometimes for, for some of these whiskeys, but cool. There, <laughs> trying to type. He's trying to type and getting it all in. I got you. I got you. That's fantastic. Thank you for saying hi and letting me know what you're drinking tonight. And I know you'll chime in to this conversation, I'm sure, because um, I know you've, you've participated in uh, past conversations. So I'm really glad to have you back. Um, so first of all, I, I wanted to bring up something, and I know that, that I have probably briefly mentioned this before. Um, you know, one thing about being someone who believes in things that a lot of people don't, or at least using the word believe, I don't know if it's the right word. I don't know what the right word is, right? Like, you know, I believe in Santa Claus, but not in the way people... <laughs> I believe in the spirit of Santa Claus, I guess, you know, in the whole process and all of that. I love Santa Claus. I collect Santas, by the way. Um, maybe that's a weird thing about me. But, um, but you know, like those of us who have these ideas and thoughts and interest in things that cannot be explained, um, all the supernatural, the paranormal. And of course, in the field, you have some people who are really into ghosts. Some people are really into Bigfoot. Some people are really into this. And they get really niched. Is that a word? Niched? I don't know. And there's this kind of pervasive attitude among, you know, weirdos like me that within their little groups or circles that somehow 
that little part of all of it that they believe in is really the only thing, right? Like, like I don't, I don't expect everyone to believe that there. If you believe in ghosts, then you believe in Bigfoot. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if, if you believe in ghosts, or, or you believe in Bigfoot, or you believe in the Loch Ness monster, whatever it is, the. These are all weird, right? Like, so why can we say to someone else, yeah, that doesn't exist. What I believe exists. Like, and it happens all the time. And there's so many ideas. And the reason this kind of came to my mind this this week is because I was, you know, I follow a lot of different investigators, both the celebrity type and the non-celebrity type. And, um, and you know that you see the comments and people come on and and people are very enthusiastic about their ideas um uh sometimes not in a positive way but usually they're pretty excited and i and i saw this this one post from um well let's call him a celebrity paranormal investigator cuz most people would know who he is and i really like him i have a lot of respect for him and for his methodology um but someone said something about portals like in a comment on his post and his his reaction was portals don't exist. And I thought, well, that's that's kind of harsh first of all to react to somebody. And second of all, how the fuck do you know portals don't exist? Like like does anyone really know that? I don't know. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out and there are certain things we know come and go and we don't really know how they come and go. So portals a perfectly great word to describe how that might be, but it was really it was really annoying to me that this is how he responded. Now, I think he could have very easily have said, you know what, I don't think I believe in portals, but blah, 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 whatever. Like, cause it felt really harsh. I felt it was kind of patronizing and condescending. And and the truth is, does he know that there are not portals? I mean, we, we don't really know this, right? We don't know it at all. Um, and we can speculate and we can wonder and we can be interested when someone says they believe in something and ask them why they do and what makes them be- a believer in that thing and engage in a conversation. But I mean, to cut people off, I don't know. I just think that shit needs to stop. And it happens all the time. Everyone thinks they're an expert, but there's no such thing as an expert in this field yet because none of it's really been you know, proven. We have a lot of evidence for a lot of things, but we don't have proof for pretty much any of it, right? Um, so, um, hi Lisa, thanks for joining. Um, chime in, I hope you can chat with me a little tonight on this episode. I'm wondering what you think about this this current topic and if you've experienced it. I think, I, I believe that people believe what they believe for a reason. Um, and I think that we do each other a great service when we kind of invite the conversation um, about this or anything, because the more we talk, the more we express why we believe what we believe. And, and this goes really deeply into all sorts of political things, too, right? Like if we can talk about it in a really gracious and open matter, oftentimes we find that... Um, one, we may not be that far apart from each other in our belief systems anyway. And two, we might start saying things out loud and realize, wait, maybe that's not what I think. And I do this all the time. And I even do it on the show where 
I will have been processing something and it, it's not even until I'm saying it out loud here where I go, oh, wait, this is what it really, this is what I think, right? Like, oh, here's an idea. And it just comes to the surface because we're, we're engaging and we hear other people and we're allowing our brains to sift through the information that we've gathered. So I really wish that these, you know, especially these people who are on TV and, you know, they think that they're doing it so great. And most of them, uh, don't don't have nice things about to say about the other people on TV, which is really frustrating to me too. Um, and granted, there you know people are crazy on TV, and there's certain things. But again, I I believe that people believe what they believe, and there's a lot of great methodologies out there. Hi Janine, um, and and you know we just we need to be like a an open, gracious, supportive, welcoming community. I mean, on the same subject you know, when you have psychics and you have psychics with all sorts of differing abilities, right? And psychics pick up information in different ways. And, um, and I believe, you know, you could have four, four psychics walk into a situation and they're going to have probably a lot of overlap, but they're also going to have other things that come up because they sense things differently. And I believe that the reason for that is no one of us is meant to have all um, is meant to have all of the information, right? The, the, the part of it is being able to go to this person saying, okay, I haven't thought about that, but if we put what you know together with what I know, maybe we're a little farther in this process. Um, so even psychics work really differently. Psychics pick up different kinds of energies, um, are able to, to see. And so, you know, just because one psychic, if you if someone's a self-proclaimed psychic and says, oh, I didn't feel that, who the fuck cares? That doesn't mean it didn't exist or that it's not there, Right. Um, so I just think that we need to be more open because if, if you're so willing to denounce someone else and their beliefs or their abilities, why, why, you know, would you be offended if someone decided to denounce yours? Probably. Right. So I don't know. We just need to be open about this stuff. We need to be as real about what we believe in and be vulnerable to the fact that there are going to be people that don't share our belief systems, but it's easier to be vulnerable when you know that people will just embrace or accept the fact that that's where you are with it and be willing to listen. Um, I was talking about the notion of portals and I'm going to pop this response from my good friend Lisa, who says, we know black holes exist. We know lots of unexplained weird energy vortex vortexes exist so why not portals right maybe those are portals i mean someone could use that right they could be portals in fact and you're absolutely right um and you know what i mean even if we get to thinking about things like um like the bermuda triangle and the alaska triangle and the multitude of other triangles that exist where really crazy, unexplainable things happen all the time. I mean, a portal of some sort feels like it could be the answer there, right? I don't know. Um, do you, I mean, are there portals to hell specifically? I don't know, but maybe, why not? But that, I, you know, then we can get into the whole conversation of what exactly is hell, and it, is it a place that you can specifically travel to and from? Um, I believe... Uh, I believe that, you know, heaven and hell and what we believe them to be are, they, they, they exist, they coexist with where we are already, if that makes sense. So 
I think we can go wherever we want. We can go wherever we want. Uh, Lisa says, what even is a portal? Do we even know who's to say? No, we don't. It's a word people use for a multitude of things. And I think that's why it's important. That's a great question to ask someone that says, I believe in portals or I believe that a portal exists. You might say, well, what is a portal to you? And and engage in that conversation instead of just kind of um, being adamant that you know they don't exist. So it's it's just silly. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest um, because it really, really bothers me. And sometimes I, I get, you know, into these groups even. You get into groups that think they're, they're, they're so much better. I mean, there's great stuff going on, but I get really turned off by some of the groups I'm in because there's people in there that are like just bagging on everyone else. And if you don't embrace this one tech you know form of whatever research or methodology then you don't know what you're talking about um and we can only speak to what um we can only speak to what we what we've experienced and what I've experienced is not the same as what you have experienced right hi Michelle thanks for saying hi I like I like this right here in response to my comment about the psychics, four psychics walk into a bar. The fifth one saw it coming and ducked. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it happens all the time. And, you know, like I said, most people, uh, they're going to overlap. If you have if you have that kind of sensitivity, you're going to feel similar things. But, you know, you have you have psychics out there, some who who see... You know, if they're psychic mediums and the see dead people, you have people that really claim to see the not so pleasant things like the creepers and the crazy looking shit that's that is has been created because of something hanging out over time and is is, you know, or the balls of energy that are created by negative interactions that are existing inside a, um, you know, inside a home. I mean, there's people that see that. Not everyone sees that stuff. But does that mean that that psychic is is bull bullshitting us? I don't think so. Um, and I think it's really fascinating to to consider, especially like the whole creeper thing. Because I don't know about you guys, and you know, creepers. That's usually the the word used to uh, describe like the scary like black things that um, that. Uh, uh, crawl across the ceiling they're like maybe look like i don't know golem from uh 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 you know what i'm talking about brain fart but like things that you might see and i've i've had dreams with those things in them so um it's kind of creepy and i'm sure they're out there i i'm i'm i feel pretty positive there's a lot of things going on around us that we do not see um and all of that i think minecraft Oh yeah, I like that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to catch up on some of these. I'm wondering if there's, I hope there's not a huge delay in my comments and stuff. But anyway, um, I, I, I think we just need to be open. We just need to be open, right? And people think about what they're thinking about. And when we express what we believe, we can express it from the point of, I don't, I don't know why, but this feels right. This is something I've been wondering about. And someone else says, no, I think this, um, you know, again, you see it a lot in the, in the Bigfoot world. Um, you know, the whole, uh, are they, are they biological creatures or are they alien? And people get really weird about that. We don't even know. 
Like, why can't we just think about it and ponder and consider why they are here and why we hardly see them and consider the fact that they could actually be aliens or interdimensional beings? I mean, anyway, I guess I should stop talking about that. Any other thoughts? Any other questions about the absurdity of the adamancy of supernatural believers? Because it is. It's absurd. Um, but anyway, so moving on. Remember I said I was going to talk about whatever I want. You guys ask questions though. If, you, if you've if you been thinking about something and you're curious to know what I think about it, I'd love to, uh, to answer your questions. Um, so I was just recently, I mentioned that the uh, the oak tree on the bottle was kind of a, it kind of spoke to me when I went looking for whiskey. So I was um, away for a week in um, the Columbia, Missouri area, um, namely Boonville, Boonville, Missouri. Yes, it's a real place. Um, my amazing daughter, whom you've seen on this show a few times, she graduated from the University of Missouri um, with her degree in uh, sports journalism. She's now already moved and ready to start a new job covering Syracuse football. Um, she's in Syracuse, New York. So anyway, shout out to my sweet girl, Emily. Um, but anyway, so Boonville is this little town about 20 minutes outside of Columbia, which is kind of in the center of um, the state, really. It's just a few hours west of Kansas City. And um, my mother, in fact, grew up in Boonville, Missouri. And, um, you know, I spent a lot of time there as a child. My grandmother's had a, she had a beautiful home there, huge, huge old home, over 100 years old. Um, and this town, um, you'll, you might recall, I mentioned that I was going to try and investigate at the old Cooper County jail there, um, which unfortunately I didn't get to do this time around. Um, but, uh, uh, this town is, has a lot going on. Um, there were multiple civil war battles fought right in Boonville and in the surrounding areas. Um, there's also really deep, rich Native American um, history in the area. There's a few different tribes, and forgive me, I don't, I would, I forgot to write them down, and I, and I don't always remember that stuff very well, but, um, you know, so there was a lot of, a lot of fighting, too, that happened uh, between the white man and the natives on that land. Again, the Civil War, um, huge battles, um, some, some pretty bloody ones, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a, theater there it's called thespian hall and it served as a hospital um during those battles um it's another place i'd love to go um and investigate i have had the privilege of performing there with my family which was super cool um oh that reminds me of a story because my nana showed up there let me tell you about that in a minute but um because i don't think i've ever shared that story on this podcast. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute, but so Boonville, you know, it's, it's the Midwest. It's absolutely stunning. My sister Karen recently moved there, bought a house that is a historic landmark. It's on the registry. Um, and this whole street, they're all homes over a hundred years old. They're just beautiful homes. Um, there's just, it's really, really rich history in this area. And, um, I was sitting out there uh, outside my sister's porch. Of course, it was it was lovely. It was much warmer than it is here. And um, only only kind of muggy the first couple of days. But I was sitting out in the evening 
um, as it's getting dark. And of course, it it's muggy enough. There's there's moisture in the air. In, I like I'm thinking to myself, the energy is like just really palpable. Like you just feel stuff hanging around you. And um, I have a strong family history there, and I can feel that. I mean, I feel you know we've talked about energy before, like energy exists in everything around us and we each leave pieces of our energy when we go um, places or touch things or especially if we have a lot of emotions experienced in that environment or with a certain object or whatnot Um, and a lot of things happened with my family in Boonville my you know my mom and her family grew up there her brothers and sisters my my mom's family that side of the family experienced a lot of tragedy Um, people passing way before their time Um, and, um, you know, I mentioned there was these other historical things that go on and I just started thinking about how you think of place like Boonville, a little muggy, just a lot of moisture in the air, probably throughout the year. You think about other places like that, like Savannah or, um, you know, these places where there's, you know, known to be haunted. And, you know, what if, I mean, what if the fact that there's more water molecules in the air all the time lends itself to that energy just being there like it literally feels like it's hanging in the air around you and when I'm there I mean I can feel my family I can feel that I can just I don't those of you you know who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about but um but while I was there of course had experiences right so I wanted to share with you some of these. So the first time I was there, um, I see a couple people popping in. Say hi, you guys. Let me know if you're having any whiskey tonight. Um, but while I was there, there was definitely some stuff. Uh, and so the first night, as I said, I was sitting out there. I, I was laying in one of those reclining chairs, outdoor chairs. And all of a sudden, whoop, I get this picture, an image of a Civil War soldier just standing over me just standing over me I could see him in my mind's eye and he just kind of appeared there and I could sense that there were others of them over on the edge of the yard um and so that was really interesting because it just these things usually when they happen they just you know pop right in my brain and and he was just kind of standing over me almost in a way like I wonder if this lady knows I'm here that's that was this the feeling that I got hi Allison welcome um and so I responded, which, you know, sometimes I do it in my head, but sometimes I talk out loud and I'm pretty sure in this situation I responded to that feeling of, yeah, I know you're here. I can see you. Is there something you want? You know, whatever. Um, and then he pretty much, it went away and I never saw that again the whole time I was there. But that very first night too, my son and I were sitting out um, outside. He came and joined me and just across the yard, across the alley, there's another house we're facing from the backyard. And he saw it out of the corner of his eye, but I was looking right out of at, at this when it happened. And it was like a light, just a beam of light. And it, it just darted across, not like really fast, but fast enough. It darted across, probably moved 20 to 30 feet across this yard. And it was probably about as high off the ground as like my head would be if I was walking and I saw it and and I just saw this sight and there was I couldn't I sat there afterwards and like Noah did you see that and he's like I did see that what was it and so we chatted about it while we kind of looked that way to see if anything else like that would happen so you know chalk it up to an interesting experience 
it was either the next night or the, the night after that, we were out again. And this time, right in the alleyway, a little closer than the light I had seen, I see another light hovering more. It was a little slower. It almost looked like a person walking. At first, I thought it, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. And then I looked and I saw it briefly. And, and for a second, I thought there was someone like with a flashlight or something moving across. And then again, it completely disappeared. So again, another really interesting experience. Um, there was nothing reflective or anything. Um, it never happened again in the same way. Um, you know, so had it been a car or something like that from somewhere, probably would have recreated. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, my sister's house that she's in, as I mentioned, is on the historic landmark registry. And, um, she, uh, it's old and, you know, families like my mother knew the family that lived in this house, you know, years and years and years ago. Um, and it didn't feel bad in there or anything. It just, you know, you, you can't walk into a home that's that old and, um, not sense something there's, there's going to be stuff over the time of all the people who've stepped into that place. Um, and you just kind of, you just kind of wonder, and this house is super cool. I mean, it's, it was built during a time when people had servants. Um, so there were servants quarters and a set of back stairs for the servants, a big, cool butler pantry. Um, and so, you know, interesting parts of history, not always really great ones, right, existed in this space. Um, but uh, d during our time there, um, I had an experience, um, and, uh, I, you know, I shared with my family the, the couple things that I had had. I heard, um, up in my room, um, a couple times I, I walked in and there were, there was a noise one time that sounded like someone scraped something across the wooden floor as I, and I could not for the life of me, um, explain it. I had a few times where I heard a noise that I was like, what is that? And again, none of them recreated themselves, which... To me is more convincing because usually when you have a sound that's part of the home and does all that you, you hear it again again and again um but you know we were talking about this stuff and i came down um uh or no i showed up i think i went to the the store and i came back i looked up on the porch at this one one other time big cool porch and then there's a closed off part with um like the screens so it's outdoors but it's it's covered in to protect you from the mosquitoes and stuff. And we we're walking up. Actually, we had been to dinner and we we're walking up and I looked up there and I saw a shadow, a person. I, I, I had to look back again because I thought, oh my gosh, there's someone on the porch. And of course, by then there was nobody there. Um, and then when I shared that with my mom, my mom had said that earlier that morning, she came uh, down the stairs and watched, she saw somebody walk across the living room. And my son actually came down right after and saw her standing there with her mouth agape because she was like, what the heck was that? Who was that? And she, you know, walked in, there's obviously nobody there. Um, and then, uh, and Noah said he clearly could see that she thought she had seen something that wasn't there. So kind of fascinating. Noah also said the first night um, he made a fire, there was a fire pit and he put fires out there a couple of times. Um, he had come inside to the kitchen for a minute, went to go back outside and saw a man standing over the fire, kind of with his hands behind his back, just hanging out, admiring the fire. And then he was gone in a split second. So, um, 
just kind of some cool, cool stuff. Um, we went, uh, I mentioned the, the jail, the jail too. Um, the jail happens to be like a four minute walk from my sister's house. So Noah and I, after dark one night, took a walk over there. And we might have trespassed a little bit, although there were no fences. We didn't go in a building, but we went onto the property um, and took took some pictures. We didn't get anything. Um, it definitely felt a little creepy. And we walked around there for a bit. And as we were walking out back to the street, both of us suddenly felt drawn. We both looked up at this one window at the very same time. Um, and, you know, then he looked back and I'm like, I'm like, that was kind of weird. Like, did you sense something? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I thought I heard something or whatever. Like we didn't really know, but we both kind of looked up at this thing. So we snapped a couple of pictures really quickly there. Um, but didn't, but didn't get anything, but you know, there, there, that place is, you know, had some pretty great history. I've shared a little bit on the, uh, on the Facebook page. Um, and the cells there are, uh, really, really small. Um, Funny story, my grandfather spent some drunken evenings in that jail in Boonville. I mean, there's just a long history. Um, there were slaves kept um, there in that um, jail at one point. So there's a lot of history. I believe it's it's the building is made of limestone, like stone bricks. Um, and, you know, research science suggests that limestone is one of those things that holds on to energy a lot. Um, so I'm hoping I can get in there someday and investigate because I'm, I'm sure it would be pretty cool. And they do let people in there. I just, um, the timing wasn't good. There was lots of other things going on around town. They were having a festival and they just didn't have the um, capacity to uh, allow me that time and space and have somebody there to let me in and do all that. So hopefully sometime I can do that. Um, while I'm on the topic of um, that, so I almost didn't mention the oak tree spoke to me because in Boonville, well, it's not, it's outside of Boonville, maybe New Franklin, there's this huge, really old, you know, um, oak tree, probably, I think I have pictures of it. I think Emily and Noah and I couldn't even wrap our arms around this tree and it kind of sits in the middle of, of this farming area and it's really beautiful and majestic. Um, it was a favorite place of my late uncle, um, Uncle Tommy. And it's just a place everyone in the area knows about this tree and people will go visit. Unfortunately, the last time I went to see it, people had chosen to vandalize it. Um, and it's kind of struggling, but it's kind of a big, a big thing. So it was, it spoke to me when I saw this, this noble oak, um, whiskey, I kind of knew right away, oh, I need to drink that. So that's where that connection came from. Um, I mentioned that, um, the thespian hall and I, I may have shared this before on this show at some point, but we, um, my family in 2009, um, were there. My mother, um, my mother is a singer. My grandmother was a musician. She played, she taught and played at the St. Peter's and Paul school there in Boonville, Missouri, played at the church. She was the organist, the pianist. Pretty much everyone who got married for like 50 years there, my grandmother sang at their wedding and all of that's really kind of cool. But um, anyway, they asked my mother, the school, St. Peter's and Paul, asked my mom to do a concert for them um, to raise money for a capital campaign for the school. And so she agreed to do that um, and invited um, 
my siblings and I to participate in that. So um, it was a it was a really cool thing. We we sang a variety of of songs. Um, my mother sings opera. She's a soprano, so she did some beautiful things on her own. Um, and um, and um, we were there and um, did a concert and uh, for the the, the town of Boonville. It was kind of fun. I felt a little bit like a celebrity for about three hours. Um, but lovely experience. A lot of people came to the show. I think it was a packed house. And um, at the very end, you know, we're doing all of our stuff. And my brother-in-law, my sister Kelly's um, husband, he, you know, he likes old places. Um, he, he likes these topics, too, for the sake of conversation. But he was taking photos. And um, when he went back later to look at his photos. He had ta- was trying to take some of the empty theater after everyone had gone. As I said, it's really historic. It's really beautiful. But a photo that he took from the stage towards the back with the doors where people come in, there was a person, a woman walking in. And as he could recall at the time, there was absolutely nobody coming and going. People had already vacated, were moving out. Well, short story, every single one of us that looked at this photo knew 100% right away it was my grandmother. And even people in the town who knew my Nana uh, looked at that picture and like, absolutely, that's that's Mary Esser. Mary. And so um, really fascinating. I'll share the photo on here um, later, but super cool. Um, it's actually mentioned um, in a book that was written about um, hauntings in the area um they asked my mom and they mentioned that picture being taken but um super cool and you know what it makes absolute sense this the concert um my mom ended up doing it in honor um in memory of my nana and we sang things that were really specific to um really specific to who uh who who she was right we did a lot of irish music um, Irish lullabies and things that have kind of come through our family. Um, I sang, I mentioned that, I mentioned that my, my Nana sang at all the weddings. She sang, um, Ave Maria, um, the Schubert Ave Maria. And, um, that was the song that my mom chose for me to sing. And I was utterly terrified. I think I did okay, but it was just so weird because I knew like half the people in there had heard my Nana sing it. It was a lot of pressure, but it was a beautiful thing. And why wouldn't she show up at that kind of time, right? Like she would have been there. She had to have been there. It was done in her honor, in her memory. And um, that school, the church, all of those places were really important to her. She had done her own performances in that theater. She had been to countless performances in that theater. So why wouldn't she have shown up on that day? But it was super, super, super cool. Um, And uh, yeah, really cool memory. And again, I'll share that that with you a little bit later. but yeah, it was cool. So I spent a little time in this cool little town. I want to go back. There's so many cool places, um, some really cool um, abandoned places too. Like, and and uh, my son and I joked that we were gonna go and trespass on abandoned properties during the night, but we never did that. Darn it, we should have done it. Um, hey Jonas, uh, you guys, if you does anyone have any questions, comments, queries, anything about that kind of stuff? Um, anyway, it was fun, kind of what has come up for me um, recently. And yeah, super cool. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Jonas says I should link a video of that performance so everyone can see how I totally killed it. Yeah, um, no thanks. Well, maybe I should. You know, this show is partly about authenticity and vulnerability, right? Um, but yeah, so cool place. Like if you're ever driving through, that part of Missouri is super, super awesome. Um, it, there's so much history there and a lot of cool old places um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of culture, a lot of, um, Native American history. I mentioned my, um, my late uncle Tommy, unfortunately he's been gone a long time. Um, but he was really sensitive too. Um, and he, he actually, um, lived in a town in, in a home that was haunted and he talked about it all the time. Mostly he was experiencing Native Americans and things like that, um, and a, a cousin of mine who occasionally chimes in on this show, he's, he likes to drink whiskey too. He told me a story about how he, ne he doesn't necessarily believe so much in that. But, um, when he was, you know, a teenager or whatever, went out to uncle Tommy's was mowing the lawn for him. And he had experienced, he saw something that scared him or startled him, surprised him so much. They pretty much left, <laughs> left the, the lawnmower there in the yard and just, skedaddled so um just an interesting interesting place a lot of stuff going on out there and um I don't know it's kind of fun to explore that and I think that if you're feeling something ask yourself the questions like why you know what could this be and um and so much stuff going on oh here's another story since I have a little bit of time there's a um and I'm talking about Boonville my where my mother grew up and the Civil War soldiers. So my mother had a really um, scary encounter there. I don't, and she, so there was this, there's this um, cool old house that's in a really odd, it's kind of, I think it's kind of in floodplains. It's surprising that it's never, I think it actually did flood a couple of years ago, but it's a, it's a bed and breakfast now. And it's really beautiful. And it's kind of coming in and out of different ownership. When my mother was a teenager, it was completely vacant. And they used to go out there and do Halloween parties and they, you know, used to use this and it was always purported to be haunted. Well, some years ago, my mother, um, was out there may have been when, she, when my grandmother was, was, um, you know, coming to the end of life. And my mom stayed there. Actually, my dad was with her. I can't, I don't recall why they were there, but during the night, my mother had an experience where, um, it was kind of a dream state experience but um she said a civil war soldier basically um had his hands around her neck was trying to choke her and she um she was at the beginning was trying to scream but nothing would came out and eventually she screamed woke my dad of course everyone i mean my 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 mother screams is really loud <laughs> she's an opera singer so um pretty much everyone in the bed and breakfast heard her and she you know she swears that it was it was not just a dream to this day it kind of terrified her and and you know the next morning of course when they went down they asked you know the owners said yeah you know what we we do get people seeing similar things around here um now she's you know who knows why he would have been trying to strangle her must have maybe been reliving something from a past um you know from his past that you know and was confused by her presence and why she was there and all that but 
I know lots of good stories from Boonville and I'm hoping that um I'm hoping I can get back there someday for the sake of just investigating some of these cool places like the Thespian Hall um or um uh, the jail would be super cool and I'm sure I can my sister lives there um so I can go back and do that but super fun kind of fun to have the opportunity to share um those stories too um but yeah there's some there are some super cool places in the world and you know what when you have even in 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 this country there's so much history and as it said history is energy i mean it, it there's stuff everywhere we go you can pick up stuff in objects and spaces where lots of people have come and gone um it never goes away the the woman who owned my nana's house after she passed um told my mother that my my grandmother was definitely still there and you know doesn't necessarily um it doesn't necessarily mean that she was haunting the place but she had a lot of life she lived her life there with her children and her families and experienced the loss of two husbands before her three of her own children a nephew like the emotion and and all of it the joy and the sadness the grieving all of that experienced in that space and it's still there right it's still there so um uh, Janine I will come back to your place so I had my friend here Janine I, I had the honor to go to her house and do a little work and gonna get back there and use my scientific brain and tools to see if we can corroborate some interesting things happening at that place um uh yeah I'm super excited about that so anyway you guys told you I was going to talk about whatever I want and I totally did and I wish that I could have gone to that jail. I'm hoping to get back. Um, like I said earlier in the show, you guys, if you um, if you have ideas, topics that you'd love to hear me think through and hear what I think about, I'd love to do that. Um, if you're chiming in later, watching this later, or uh, well, particularly if you're watching, please do comment and ask questions because I do go back and read those. And if you had a thought or a question, I want to be able to um, continue to interact with you here. If you're listening on your um, on your favorite podcast, thank you for doing that. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for all of you. And I'm going to have a little more whiskey. And um, next weekend is Memorial Day. Um, I mentioned also at the top of this show that this is uh, season three, episode five, and my 29th episode so next one will be 30 and it feels kind of like a milestone. So I guess I'll have to think of something super great and awesome uh, to talk about. So if you have any ideas, but um, in the meantime, have an awesome week. Uh, stay weird. And thank you so much for listening and chiming in. I'm so grateful for all of you. Um, and I will 